0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Shoot the Shit. Uh, This week we are talking about Design Comp, the other competition, or for some teams, the main competition, the big competition, especially among engineers. So we're going to talk to some folks who've been very involved in that, talk about the history of the event, uh, some of the ins and outs of one of the uh, really best parts and the kickoff, if you will, of Buggy Weekend. Uh, So three folks here, as I mentioned, going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves.
1: Um, Okay, so hi everyone. My name is Melissa Bruner. I was design chair comp, um, wow, uh, a number of years ago apparently because I'm one of the oldest uh, in this group right now. So um, in 2008 and 2009. Uh, So nice to meet everyone.
2: Hi, I'm Emily Ostrin. I was design comp chair in 2013. So I think I live in the middle of the pack here for our design comp crew.
3: Uh, I'm Dave Singh. I was design comp chair in 2018.
0: Sweet. Cool. Well, thank y'all. I- excited to have you, uh, on here to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the design competition. I assume, you know, generally if someone's listening to this, they are familiar with design comp, but you know, we, we might have some pusher folk or whatever, who, you know, just show up twice a year. Uh, so I guess if you want to just give a little background in terms of, You know design competition uh i I know obviously y'all haven't been around since the beginning of it but just a little bit of a description of the event and just kind of what it was and what it meant you know sort of to you as, as a part of sweepstakes weekend
1: yeah so for me design competition was really exciting because it was the kickoff of buggy um, and so we have worked really hard, obviously, over the past year. And it's really the initiation or the, the first event, right, that we have. And it was always really fun because not only did we get to see all the buggies in one room, you don't really get to do that, right? We're always on the course. Um, we got to see a lot of the alumni start coming back, right? That was really the first time that or the first time that Carnival gets kicked off and you have alumni coming in into the room and it's crowded. You get to see the little kids from the, from the neighborhood. And so it was a really fun event to just really say, hey, buggy starting. And I I always remember walking in and um, feeling chills and getting excitement, right? And I remember going to, and I was a driver, so I remember going to my um, rivals and we would always have some friendly banter around, you know, hey, your buggy's blacker than my buggy or no, my buggy's blacker than your buggy. And so it was always really fun uh, to start that off.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think Design Comp exists in this really interesting space in Buggy where it's like a gathering event and an initiation, as you said. It's also, you know, from the week before truck weekend until race day, everyone is operating at full speed at all hours of the day, and then you're racing to get to race day. And then there's this brief interlude of design comp where everyone kinda of just takes a breath and sits and hangs out with each other and gets to enjoy the fun of Buggy that some may have forgotten when they're tunnel vision on, you know, competing, which is what everyone has been working on for the whole year. And it's this interesting space where you get to hang out with other teams, do that friendly banter and really look at your community as a whole. And say, oh, this is something I am a part of, and so is everyone else, not just my individual team.
3: Um, I was going to ask, Melissa, what team were you on?
2: I was um, part of PICA. as a PICA driver.
3: That makes sense for your buggy description.
2: Black buggies Mm -hmm. are the fastest buggies. Yep. (laughs) I was on CIA.
3: Gotcha. I was on French.
0: I guess real quick, just, just out of curiosity, Emily, Dave, what roles did you play on those teams? Because Melissa, you said you were a driver for Pike. Yes. Yeah.
2: I was a driver and uh, dabbled in being a mechanic and was the world's slowest pusher. Uh, in fact, there is definitely some commentary of me pushing a hill five with the push bar like at my forehead. And uh, (laughs) you, Will, along with your others, definitely made a comment about the very, very short person pushing the buggy, which was very, very true.
0: Just, you know, I'm a journalist. (laughs) I got to report what I see out there. The
2: driver inside was taller than the driver pushing. So, you know, (laughs) I had it coming.
3: Wow. Um, I was a mechanic for four years, eventually had mechanic, um, and then... Like many mechanics, I I ended up pushing because no one else was there for some roles. But then I liked pushing. um, Anything that wasn't Hill 5. (laughs) So I pushed every race day, worked my way up from D to B team. Very proud of myself.
0: (laughs) And what team was that? Oh, Fringe. Fringe, okay,
3: cool. So whenever I talk about it, I like to, to differentiate it, at least from what I know. So Design Comp was the like... You bring your buggies into a separate room and those are like you bring it in front of judges and i didn't really know much about that because i didn't participate in it until my senior year um besides running it junior year um but showcase was everyone shows up in the gym you get all the little kids like that that was the fun stuff and especially like doing the the little well i guess it's for kids the the lego buggies but that was my first experience really meeting any alumni was making lego buggies and racing them against them um, and that was just like a world unto itself of of newness and a, a higher level of, OK, we're taking this seriously now different uh, air in the gym, if you will.
0: Right. I, I guess kind of across the board, it sounds like it's the sort of calm before the storm of you're actually getting to race day. And uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a chance to catch your breath and have some friendly exchanges before that all yeah. goes out the window a couple of days later. Uh-
3: I'll add because um, <laughs> you said the word calm, and I'm remembering the the times we part- or the times that I was participating in Design Comp as, as like a I built something. Um, I don't think we slept at all most of those days. Like we we would roll up into Design Comp probably with wet paint. Um, so <laughs> maybe the calm was just being able to sit down and like not move for a couple hours, and that was refreshing too.
0: no it's it's definitely true i do feel like on a few of these episodes that's always a recurring theme of you know paint dripping going into the gym or whatever metaphorically at least um but it sounds like it's it's generally a fond memory I, i guess kind of interested just three somewhat different backgrounds just in teams and whatnot like what led you all to wanting to get to be involved, um, in it on, and kind of more of like a chair managerial side, because it is, I mean, I guess any leadership role, it's like, why does anyone take on responsibility? But, um, you know, just kind of interested what, what about the culture drew you to it?
1: So for me, um, I really wanted to, well, I, I mean, I fell in love with Buggy, right? It wasn't just me loving pica racing, um, but it was the fact that, you know, it was just so unique um, and, for, and culturally, I guess, back, <laughs> back in the day, um, we, we were really um, very restrictive in regards to just what I've seen, right? So I sort of just was, I drove and my focus was driving. Um, I didn't really get as much exposure to other teams, other groups, um, and really all the mechanics behind it. Um, But I I knew I loved Buggy beyond just racing, right? And so um, I think that was what really drove me is to get more involved um, in in leadership roles for Buggy simply because I love the sport as a whole.
2: Yeah, I was really interested in Buggy from my tour prior to being a freshman where we're standing at in Maggie Mo Rotunda looking at the weird stripes on the road going what's that right and my mom's nudging me you should do that when they're describing buggy and all of that so I it was my fate before I even uh enrolled and I had this lucky opportunity to be on two different buggy teams. I was on AEPI. I was on CIA. I ended up driving five different buggies, all very different from each other. So I really got to experience the ins and outs of different buggies. And I I ran for, you know, one of the positions and I didn't get it, which ended up being totally the right call. But, you know, that the next day, the person, the chairman elected, offer me the position of design comp chair. And so that's how I got involved with that in particular, because I wanted to be able to contribute to Buggy as a whole, having worked with a fraternal organization and with an independent organization, now being able to contribute to BAA as a whole.
0: So is design comp chair, is that actually something that's like a bestowed position? It's not elected part of sweepstakes the elected
2: parts are chair ass chair and safety chair and then design comp chair and buggy book chair are i guess bestowed or you know if people request or whatever it is but no it's not an elected spot
3: that that's a good question i i don't know if there's ever been at least in the last couple years ever been multiple people who wanted the role so if they if they did i imagine they would have had an election
1: there was, um, I believe it was me. Now I now I feel old because I don't really remember. Because <laughs> I like feel like all these. I was like, what year was I? I thought it was design comp for two years. I think me and Jess Thurston we were doing it together, and we decided to sort of split tasks, right? So we, she was really good at, you know, design aspects of things. So she helped make the logo and she, but we organized things together. I remember both of us were very interested in it. Um, maybe the first time in history, but we were very interested in, so both of us, and that's how me and her became really good friends.
0: Oh, that's cool. So you're co-chairs with it. All right, well, there you go. This is history being made right here on Shoot the Ship. Um I guess just kind of like you specifically, why, you know you were drawn to to wanting to be part of design comp you know kind of specifically as a, a role within the buggy world especially cuz you're saying you know it's kind of like no one else necessarily did which is a, a, you know an interesting
3: bit of context i think hunter asked in the in the fringe group chat like does anyone want to do this cuz i imagine they had asked in chairmans please ask your teams does anyone want to do this and that was the first time i heard that someone had a Job for it. Um, I kind of just always assumed that it was a thing that sweepstakes just kind of handled on their own. Um, but I, I think when I first thought about it, I was the main two things I thought about were how did I feel when I walked into the like walked into both of those events, um, and it makes you feel good. It makes you feel like you have a, a sense of competition, like even before the competition really starts, um, and. The other thing is just like having pride and displaying everything you've worked on. So wanting to help organize that and wanting to help just make that feeling happen for other people are the two main reasons that that I got involved in it. Oh, also, that's probably not true. The zeroth reason is they floated the idea of uh, I get a sweepstakes jacket. That's probably the main reason.
2: See, I didn't get a sweepstakes jacket. I got a shirt, and I think not long after that, they started doing jackets. So I'm very jealous to this day. We
1: we did sweatshirts. And it's funny, Emily, that you say ass chair" because I'm pretty sure that me and Sundar made that up together.
2: It's a great name. I'm
1: pretty sure that that's what happened. We thought it was really funny. And so when we started making sweatshirts, <laughs> I remember it was like, you should- put Feels it like it
2: the most appropriate shirt.
1: I'm glad it's- Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um no so it, it's cool it sounds like a you know generally a fun time is there any i don't know if conflicts quite the right word just in terms of like everything's so intense and like serious for these teams preparing all week um and then it's kind of like this you know fun showcase or whatever but are there like difficulties you had dealing with different teams like being involved in it like i know sdc doesn't ever submit for design and stuff like that. But any, anything you feel where there's like incongruity within buggy weekend or is everybody kind of like, okay, let's, all right, let's chill out. Let's have a little fun at showcase and design.
1: Um, I think from, for the years that I was in buggy, it was very much like that. Um, Pica never submitted anything. SCC. I remember really having a lot of difficulty um, getting people to, to sign up and participate. Um, And I I think that honestly, it's, it's turned, I mean, I've come, I've come back to carnival um, every single year and I think it's turned around a lot. Um, You know, even just the activities for the kids, right. We didn't have anything like that Um, before really design the way I viewed it, or I knew how Pika viewed it. um, It was just a a thing you had to do so that you qualified, right. For, for race day. And that was sort of just like, all right. And I remember when I was design comp, my chair would, my chairman would always be like, like, you know, like do we really have to be there at 830 or whatever? And I was like, yes, you do. Like on the dot. And, there, and I was like, you won't get disqualified if you do not. And they were like, come on. Like, you know, we'll just like, we're, we're tired. And I just remember it always being like an intense thing. Like you need to be there on time or else. Um, but then everyone, and, and it was sort of an obligatory thing rather than, a, okay, like this is exciting. I want people to come look and sort of it being a showcase. Um, so yeah, I think it was very difficult to get people to to submit, right, to actually submit and showcase all the good work that they do. I mean, there's these smart students that have, I mean, also graduating, you have a different perspective now, right? In it, when you're in it, I understand.
0: Right. <laughs> I, I guess real quick, could, would you mind just elaborating on like what, were the aspects of it you needed to do to qualify? Is it like just show up or were there certain things like there's like a tech check or something as part of it beforehand, or it's just like, that's just a checkbox.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a checkbox. It was, I, I I remember it being a strict timeline and I don't know, I think it was just like a tradition, right? It was like, Eight, I don't remember the time, like 8.30, or, like, 8.30 on the dot, like, I would scan around, like, if you do not make it, like, you cannot race on race day, and it was just an arbitrary, like, r- random traditional rule, I guess, that was, like, always there. Um, so, yeah, that was just, it was a checkbox. You have to be there. Yeah, to I can't
3: remember it if it's day. actually a rule or just something that was enforced regardless, but the, I think the two timelines were if you're actually competing in design comp, then you have to be in the gym by the earlier time, and you bring those one or two buggies in. Um, and then everything else, like if, if you want your buggy to race period, it has to be in the gym by like the later time before people actually start showing up. And I imagine that was just, I I actually, I don't have a real reason, but at least what it felt like was, this is your, like your finish line. Like, please stop working pencils down. Um, otherwise it, it gets a little dangerous. Um, so the, The like weird technicality is in theory between that time and when you race, you're not supposed to make any like mechanical changes um, to your buggy. Otherwise, I don't know. I don't know what actually happens.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) I think it kind of is a pencils down kind of moment. But I also think it's if we let all these college kids who've been working all day and all night for weeks not have a specific time deadline. they won't show up, right? They'll show up at 11:30 when like everyone is gone. right. So I think it's kind of arbitrary for that too where it's like you have to come and you have to be on time more so than anything and scare them with not racing and everyone will show up uh, for sure. I think there definitely was a shift in the perspective on design comp. I don't think it was a large shift. I just think by the time from Melissa to me, you know, people, there were some more activities at, you know, design comp and it was more of a thing to do as opposed to an obligation to meet. But I still think to a large regard, it did feel a little obligatory as Melissa said. And it's interesting that you asked about like, is there a safety check or Dave mentioned we're not supposed to work on our buggies? You know, it's like no one would know. Cause there's no safety check. And part of that, you know, part of the reason people don't enter design comp is in part because of keeping secrets, which is like everyone's favorite thing. And we have no secrets. None. <laughs> um, and I think that makes people wary of like other people looking at your buggy, no matter how much you try and tell them, don't worry. I, the design comp chair, don't even get to go in that room while your buggies open. It is literally just professors and professionals. I'm just the timekeeper here. But I think, you know, if there was a safety check, people would have very different opinions of design comp. You know, opening up their buggies to other people would... A lot of, you know, current students and alumni would be very displeased.
3: Um, I guess I'll build on that a little. I, I think the... The chair, ass chair, and safety chair are the only ones who would actually know if anyone made a change. But the, the question then is, like, you wouldn't have your buggies open during showcase. So no one knows when you made your change. Um, I guess I'll go backwards in the order. The The activities, I think, were supplied by the BAA. So, like, the the table for, I'm, I'm imagining the, the PDF layout in my head. I don't know who made it, but it was eventually passed down to me. <laughs> but there is a table and like laid out BAA will provide this this and this um so I think they provide the activities especially the Legos um and then getting people to show up to both things it was like a, a tangible difficult task so I remember making a Facebook event and inviting everyone I could think of and asking everyone I could think of to do the same <laughs> um and that was just for showcase. Getting people to actually do design comp is is hard, especially for the secrets thing. But I'd say um, Fringe and CIA and Apex especially are, are super into it now. And um, with with Jossio's help, we got some SAE participation. And I think I had a up buggy. I want to say no, I can't remember. I want to say Kraken, but I don't remember. Um, but yeah, getting getting other teams involved is. Part of why I wanted to do it. Because um, I think when, once you get involved, once you get people hooked on the feeling of presenting um, and feeling that pride, and like I can talk technically about my buggy in front of people, um, they'll do it again. Um, actually, one note on that. I remember that at least my year CIA was bringing people who were seemingly freshmen in, and it was really cool to see them like teaching each other and let them just learn on the job and be confident that like i am a freshman i know what i'm talking about and i will present at seemingly high stakes to to this panel mm-hmm. of people
0: yeah that was one thing i was going to ask like are there certain teams who it's like design comp is almost they more important than the race to them or whatever
3: i think it might seem that way especially for fringe <laughs> With, I made a, I made an Excel sheet of all the wins just so I could see like color wise, who's won over the last however many years and, and the BAA like actually went through and, uh, oh, by the way, on that list, SDC did participate in like the nineties and that shocked me. Um, and I'm curious, like when did that change? And, and I'm, every team I can think of was on that list. Um, so I want to know like when secrets started being, a thing again
1: to be quite frank i think probably when they became good
3: i wonder which came.
1: i mean i'm not saying that insultingly i'm saying when they became very competitive right and i think that's when uh-huh. they had realized that they probably should share whatever they had
2: when things became really innovative
3: i wonder which came first like did did they get innovative and then say oh oh we should start being secretive or was being secretive like now we've closed the door and we can start experimenting.
0: 99 was the last time SDC placed. I don't know if they entered beyond that, but it does kind of seem to kind of time out with their ascent there in the, the mid 2000s that they stopped being a part of it.
3: Yeah. Um, oh, right. Back to your original question. I, I don't think any team will go in there and actually try to win design comp more than they'll try to try to win the race. Um But there definitely are teams who care more about it. I think those are the teams, at least from seeing both sides of it, who know more about it. Like, SAE, I don't think they knew anything about it until they started hearing about it, like, in (laughs) chairmans. And again, through some pushing by Jassio, they got a little bit more involved with both building a buggy and being proud of that buggy and presenting about it.
2: Yeah, there's always an interesting debate for teams which buggy to, which buggy or buggies, because you can enter two to enter, right? Do you go with your newest one because it's the best technology? What if your newest one was not your best work? Do you still want to present the one that has the best shot of winning or do you want to present the one that you're saying, look at what we did, right? And so different teams will debate and you, if you look at, what buggies people have entered, some of them are, oftentimes, it's their newest ones. And maybe their other one is not their newer one. It's one of their older ones. Sometimes the newest one isn't submitted. So it's always interesting to, you know, try and get in the minds of people who are making those calls, you know, what value they're placing on entering their buggy. Is it trying to win? Or is it trying to represent yourself? Or is it some combination of both?
3: Yeah. A recent rule change, I can't remember the exact change, but um, there was a, a discussion in the BAA or buggy discord about the rule that um, you have to make second day or top third or top 10 or whatever. Um, of. So you have to basically be a good buggy and a good push team together to still qualify for, for design comp like to actually receive really? the award. Um, yeah. So it, in my Excel sheet of like, these are the buggies who are who are finalists and this is the order one through six. Um, I have a little note and I don't think I wrote the note that like if one of these teams does, or one of these buggies for some reason doesn't make it um, past prelims or to spot 12 or whatever it was, um, then it doesn't actually count. And I believe the rule changed like last week or something. There was a medium-sized debate on it,
0: meaning changing that now you don't have to make day two, right? Um, uh-huh.
3: I, I think
2: that wasn't a rule for when I was there. Interesting. Huh. I think that was when I was, but I it now leads me to a question: Did that include? And I just don't, I don't remember. Did that include you know things like DQs, whether it be you know for a transition zone or things like that? I don't even remember. I guess I'm old too.
3: I think it, it might ha- at least what I remember is it had to do with like if it is it a mechanical failure um, or a design flaw, um, and I think that's kind of still in the new rule, uh, which, which I I guess makes sense. It if you got a bad push team but you got a good buggy, you shouldn't be penalized for that. Um, I in the Discord I called it the the Aurora rule because I remember that aurora's the one with the with the dropping push bar and i remember there was a discussion maybe a not public discussion i don't know but it's not my team so i don't care um that that like they were debating do we put this on a higher team because it's our newest buggy we want to be proud of it um but it's also a little slow so do we want to get the design count money or would we, would we rather win Um, And I think that's the real reason that that, the rule change happened because there's actual money associated with it. Um, So there are some sort of penalties for push team decisions. I don't know. It's all weird. It's all arbitrary.
0: (laughs) Uh, Welcome to buggy. It's all weird and it's all arbitrary. Uh, No, that that's, that's crazy. I didn't, didn't know. It seems like it's more fair, you know, this way to me, but. All kinds of stuff. It's interesting, too. It seems like the rule changed somewhere in the middle between all y'all, but not quite, uh, you know, exactly pinpointing where that happened. Um, Cool. Yeah, I, I guess one thing I'm a little interested in, too, is the actual judging of the design competition. I don't know, Dave, are you the only one who's actually been in? Cause you're saying normally design comp chair doesn't get it to go into the room. It's just the team's presenting. Uh,
3: even to that point, I hadn't really been in the room besides like giving the judges the piece of paper and breakfast and then leaving. And <laughs> that was pretty much it. Uh, and then like, gotcha.
0: I didn't know if you as an engineer for, for your team or mechanic rather
3: would have been. No. So senior year when I was head mechanic, yeah. I did get to go in. Um, but that, yeah, that was a weird, different flip-floppy experience.
0: Yeah, do you, you want to talk about it? Because I'm just curious, like as much as we can, what what happens in the room? Like, what are they looking for? What what's it like?
3: So, from from the mechanic or I guess the presenter perspective, we we rehearsed maybe two or three hours before. I don't remember. It was dark and it was under the bleachers. Um, <laughs> we rehearsed like what we were gonna say before we actually went in. Um, and we wrote things down. I don't remember if we actually said them. Um, and then we brought our buggies and we had a specific time to go in. And you you get, I, I honestly can't remember if it was like five or 15 minutes to talk and then you, there's filler time for questions. Um, so it's kind of open-ended. Uh, there's a set rubric that the judges follow and that's public to anyone in, in the chairman's meeting. But otherwise it's really up to teams to, to figure out what do you want to talk about? How do you want to pitch your, your newest buggy? Yeah, I remember freezing for like a f- solid five to 10 seconds and just forgetting how to speak when I was in the room. And I asked Dia to take over because I forgot how to speak.
0: And it's just generally they're just looking for good engineering, innovative technology. So you're are you like giving the secrets of the secrets to these professors or whatever?
3: Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, at least we are. I, I hope they don't share them. Um, and I don't think anyone cares enough to share, <laughs> but, but yeah, we, we tell them pretty much the secret sauce and what makes it good and why we think that's a winning strategy. Um, but the, the judges are looking for like, I, I can pull up the rubric in a couple minutes probably, but there's like aerodynamics steering, a whole bunch of other stuff, aesthetics wheels i don't know there there's like a set rubric and i believe it's changed in the last three years but i don't know how much or if it's changed before me probably
0: do you know who that's set by is it like sweepstakes who makes it do the judges sit down beforehand or is it just one of those things that's
3: existed there was a a word doc that was given to me i don't know where it originated same for me um but it, it wasn't yeah it wasn't from the judges we, we printed them out and gave them to the judges and I, I walked through it with them.
1: Yeah, that's not
2: like Casey. Um, yeah, it, it just there. it exists and it's <laughs> the lore. and But yeah, the judges don't really do anything in advance of design comp. You, as design comp chair, either ask them to be a judge or someone else asks them to be a judge or gives you a recommendation to follow up on a certain person and then you just tell them, when to show up, you order the food and you just keep bringing them buggies and they don't have to do any prep work in advance, which I think is really enticing for them.
3: That's probably the hardest part of the job is find five people willing to come and listen to people talk about something you've never heard about.
2: And be (laughs) semi-knowledgeable.
3: Yeah.
0: Right. That's got to be a weird mix. Are there like repeat? judges often among the professors i i would assume at that point or
1: i think i think so
3: i guess i wouldn't know beyond like a couple of years but i know there were a couple of right. repeats at minimum
0: yeah it's just so many fascinating things about buggy but just you know the depth to like like you said why are these five people coming and spending friday morning uh you know to learn about a thing they don't have that much domain knowledge on but Hey, it's CMU. Uh, it's a can I time.
3: ask if you guys found any like interesting? Not the professors aren't interesting. Any non-professor interesting judges?
1: Uh, yeah. I I actually remember having an external judge from Toyota. I believe. I think it was Toyota some. You know, it was it was something. Some I think it was auto companies. I think it was Toyota. Um, and I remember that specifically because I had, um, a pocket, never enters, but I was just like, I remember one of the mechanics wanted to work for Toyota uh, and I was like, this is like a great shot, right. For you to sort of show like how great you are and how freaking talented and smart you are. And, um, it was like, you're like, I would rather not get the job than share my buggy secrets.
2: (laughs) Sorry. So, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't think we had any external judges, although I'll be honest, I just don't remember. But I feel like I would remember if that were the case. It's interesting that you had a Toyota person because m- my senior year, the year I was chair, was the year that we were sponsored by Four Moms and Chrysler. And I remember there were talks about trying to get someone in there, but it never came to fruition but I think ours ended up just being professors, but I could be
3: wrong. Yeah. I remember we, I think Casey told me like reserve a spot or two, just in case the sponsor like wants to put a judge on there. And I think Uber was a sponsor, like the the local Uber ATG um, from Pittsburgh. And two of their employees were judges. And I found them through one of my professors who kind of worked there too.
0: Sweet. Um Cool. No, I mean, I think I think we're kind of getting into the got through a lot of kind of the bare bones I wanted to talk about. Maybe open up a little bit. I know, Emily, earlier you're like, when are we going to, you know, share the fun stuff or whatever, just kind of weird, wacky stories, whatever you might have (laughs) encountered in your time, trying to put it together, trying to execute dealing with teams, whatever.
2: So my favorite story from design comp I think was the year I was design comp chair. I'm 90% sure. It was the year that limo, the SAE buggy had been rescued from a dumpster. And <laughs> they brought limo out and just not SAE, I think it was CIA um was like rolling limo back and forth across the gym and then people could just get in and drive it and just get pushed back and forth and this buggy was very very large compared to modern standards like everyone could fit so all of those mechanics or alumni that was oh we're always very jealous of the drivers like got to get in and I think like they had so much fun and I think everyone was a little nervous because the buggy was like really old they are like I don't want to break it but being able to do fun (laughs) stuff like that like that went off the rails in a good way, and that wasn't scheduled. No one planned that; it just kind of happened. And I think Design Comp was a really great space for stuff like that to, you know, bring out the old, those old buggies like camo that no one wants to drive anymore, or you know, check out the really great, you know, design jobs that certain organizations do, or the really funny ones. Um, design Comp lends itself to the humorous side of buggy that. Dissipates the closer you get to race day that you can like re-remind yourself of.
1: Yeah, same. I think the old bu- the the fact that you get to see these old buggies. So I think I was really privileged because um, I drove for Pika, and obviously Tom Lloyd was a Pike, and so I was really close with him. And a lot of the times he would bring these cool old buggies that he would let me try out, um, and it was really fun to you know we'll just talk to him and learn about it. But I think that was really fun to see, and I would go into some of the weird ones. Um, I remember just being like, this is like, how do people drive like this? Like, it's so strange. Um, but it was really fun to see the old buggies um, and see how it's transformed throughout oh, yeah. the years. And I think, you know, just the history aspect of it is really interesting too, right? When you see the old buggies, of course, the person that brings it in has tons of stories to tell about how back in the day buggy was different and, all, and, and you know, it, it all opens it up, right? So I always loved that part is seeing the old buggies and listening to the stories.
3: What I'm looking forward to in a month is like seeing the buggies I built for the first time in, in years. And I imagine that's what a lot of alumni feel when they see all their old buggies brought into the gym again. Um, that just like visual nostalgia coming back. You, you said something about funny buggies and the the immediate shock we had when we saw uh, Sig Epp's Beyonce is just like the lasting shock factor memory. <laughs> Um, I want to say it was 2017. we were just in the gym, and we see Beyonce grace us through the door.
0: What was it? A particularly interesting paint job, or what was?
3: Oh, they painted Beyonce on the side of the buggy.
2: <laughs> the buggy, the buggy was gold, and she was leaning on the side, being her extraordinary self. And they named it Beyonce, and it was incredible, beyond words.
0: Oh, that's yeah. I guess too, because you you do get. I guess like the debut of a lot of the paint jobs, right? For, for race day. That's a day.
3: huge thing to, to see the final paint jobs that everyone's been keeping secret or some teams don't keep it secret. But like that's usually when you see everybody's paint jobs for the first time.
2: And you get some name reveals. Some organizations don't announce their name until design comp. And so that's always really exciting too. So like paint jobs and names.
3: When When I got to know, I think it was Azula, early just because i had i was putting it in the brochure i felt so so like that that's the closest thing i've had to like a deep secret from another team is having someone's name ahead of time for design
0: (laughs) (laughs) any other kind of stories anecdotes stuff like that otherwise we'll get into some wrap-up stuff but um you know uh, always interested in just weird behind the scenes or like crazy challenges put it together I, i think we talked about that some but
1: I don't know this is weird behind the scenes, but the little girl you just saw um, is a double buggy legacy because my husband's a Pike and he was a mechanic. He was a chairman and he was an 18 pusher for all four years. Um, and so she, she better be doing buggy because she has no other
2: option. Her fate is sealed. She
1: has to only be able to do it for Pica because, you know, she might get disowned sound of it well any that other was team. we
0: actually did a, an episode on this a while back, so we'll have to keep the podcast going for for volume two of it. We did like families of buggy. What is it? uh Katie Zapanta, who I think is Pike's driver now. Her parents were both CIA. Yeah
2: Conrad Zapanta, the professor was a CIA as is his was his wife uh, from yeah, CIA as and well. And she, daughter defected to another team. And
0: now is is driving her for Pica. So who knows? You may be betrayed, but hopefully not.
2: (laughs) I think one thing Um, that we haven't covered that just kind of randomly exists is design comp is also the opportunity for the community at large outside of buggy, but the school community to vote, right? So you get the opportunity to vote on the, your favorite t-shirt which are also displayed at design comp and for your favorite buggy and buggies design. So like that can be really fun. You know, the teams that have the best paint jobs may not have the best buggies or the teams that don't enter design comp may still want to display something. And so that's where you get those votes as well, which I think is really important because in a sport that prioritizes speed and winning and all the things that any sport is about to have the opportunities for a spirit of buggy award or design or chairman's choice or you know best design gives everyone an opportunity to have their hard work acknowledged and valued and displayed in the way that it's deserved
3: yeah I I don't know where the people's I don't know if it's the people's choice award. I think it is where, where all the people vote and you, you give that award to somebody. I don't know where that originated, but I feel like it was the most, or it would have been the most ingenious tool for a design comp chair to get people in the building because that's how you get teams to like naturally get all their friends to come to say, oh, come look at our stuff and vote. Um, but what actually happens is they they interact with each other. They see the the vastness of of the buggy lineups. And, and I think that's the bigger, more important like, thing that comes out of Showcase is ingraining it into school history and into the, like, the whole community.
2: I don't know when the name changed from Design Comp to Showcase, but I think that was such a good call because it's exactly what you're talking about, where showcasing all of the efforts to everyone outside of Buggy to get to see it and witness all the work.
0: Right. I I think that's a great point, especially because, right, you do get a lot of spectators on race day, but it's so overwhelming and so much happening. And, um, you know, if anything, I I think it's one of those things trying to figure out, you know, future design comp chairs or whatever, how to get more students just to kind of see it. Because it is so interesting just when you can really be up close and personal and, you know feel the culture in the friendly way as opposed to, you know, not going to name team names, but, you know, people looking stern and, you know, screaming at sweepstakes and blah, blah, blah. I,
1: has anyone ever won any group one won design comp and race day in the same year?
3: That is an excellent question. If I was to guess, I want to say Fringe did it somewhere between 2000 and now, because I think we won.
2: I think twenty twelve with Bonsai.
3: Bonsai got second place that year.
0: Let me see. I, I have I don't know this by heart. This is just on a CMU buggy. Bissa won in twenty twelve. Um race results SDC won. Twenty eleven fringe won, but SA CIA actually won design comp in twenty eleven with Ascension. Bonsai got second.
2: I don't remember my own team win.
0: yeah 2010 uh 2010 fringe one with borealis um but it looks like the men were running banyan and uh they got second on the women's side with bonsai um i'm just trying to figure this out i guess if anyone would have it might have been fringe
3: i think the closest maybe 2001 then i don't know 'Cause figuring out which A Team buggy was like if the buggy actually won versus Yeah, A-team. it looks like
0: it was two thousand one. Um, with fringe. Uh they won. Uh to, to, to they won at least on the men's they had brazen and um to, to, to brazen one, uh design comp. The women's side they did basket case, but I guess on the men's side that counts, so Wow! Live, live history, everybody. Um, <laughs> thanks to BAA.org dot org or whatever cmubuggy dot. <laughs> I don't even know our own website. Um, but no, that that is kind of interesting and cool that you do get these different you know teams winning and and all of that. Well, any other things on anecdotes? Otherwise, I'll get into a couple a uh, couple wrap up questions real here.
1: I, I think the only thing I want to add is that I actually feel really proud and. You know, since I've been in Buggy and coming back with my children and obviously having been, have been graduated over a decade ago and, you know, <laughs> my, my, my view on Buggy is really different. And I'm really proud to really come back and see how much it's grown Um, how I know there's still secrets. I know people are really competitive. And I mean, I was one of the most competitive my years um, in regards to personalities, I'm sure. Um, But I think that I'm just so proud to see to see sort of the progression of growth and really people just um, just being really united through their love of buggy. I mean, even now growing like for me, you know, it's in in college, it was like that was my best friend and i really not that i didn't care about other organizations obviously i was design comp chair right but i just never really connected with others because my focus was winning and 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 that was it um and now after graduated i i have friends and have grown close after college with lots of other people um with through the love of buggy that i wouldn't have right um in in school so i think that's really interesting so i think i'm really proud of uh, CMU and what buggy
0: like, has become for it. No, for sure. I think it's one thing I found really interesting doing this recording or recording the this podcast is you know over the past decade or so, even if there's not necessarily more teams in an absolute sense, like there is this greater sense of kind of collaboration and like let's build up the sport together, um, which which seems healthy and and fun and hopefully we're seeing a couple new teams this year um it's been so chaotic the past couple years but i know like dg is hopefully rolling um for the first time which which would be pretty cool um with their with their program and all that um so the last thing i generally like to ask in this and, and melissa i think you kind of started answering it is i just like to see from everybody who joins like broader life takeaways they may have for buggy or, you know, things that's, it's kind of impacted or just reflections you have on, on the sport looking back. So I think you've probably answered that well, but I'll, I'll let you reply to that first. If there's anything.
1: Yeah. um, I would say that, you know, from a takeaway aspect, well, obviously um, that's how I met my husband. That's how I started my family. Um, That's a really big takeaway after, after the fact. Um, uh, I would say that it, I think, you know, I think we started off saying that this t- taking on any type of leadership role, right? Um, and this is not, it's, it's just, it's outside of just racing, right? It's a lot of work to be design comp chair, to be safety chair, etc. It's a lot of time. Um, and I think us doing that um, really grew um, probably a lot of, and gave us a lot of skills, right? To take away after college. Um, sorry if this audio is terrible because my daughter's talking in the back.
0: All, all all good okay. uh can hear um, you loud so yeah too. so i
1: think in regards to growth right i think definitely great for from a leadership aspect definitely great to see the broader aspect of buggy and again me coming back i i love it i love seeing everyone collaborate and i think that it's like i think you said we've grown a lot um CMU Buggy started off as com, right? Um, and it and, and it was not in, in a good spirit. It wasn't Pike Buggy. It wasn't Pyka starting Pikeabuggy.com. Um and it and it, and it and it grew and it's grown to such an amazing community. Hey, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so yeah, it's grown into such an amazing community. Um, and so I think it's great.
0: Awesome. We'll we'll take that as a quick chance to plug. We do have an episode on uh the formation of the Buggy Alumni Association from its birth as uh CM or dot com. So uh check that out in season one if, if that sounds interesting to you because it is fun. Uh but cool. You know I'll open it back up.
2: I think my take away from buggies when you're doing it it's all consuming and everything around you seems normal and then you graduate and you take some years away and you attempt to explain it to people outside of buggy and they look at you like you have five heads and everyone here is nodding along because and everyone listening too has experienced the same thing and I think sometimes in your years away you forget and so I was you know doing some whatever maintenance or fixing something or problem solving or whatever it was. And it reminded me that I have all these very weird, very specific skills that I gained from buggy, right? So all of these things that I would have never known about in terms of what wheel compound to use or bearings or the difference between a frame and shell and a monocoque and how to laminate and how to use Nomex and carbon fiber and all of these things where I don't think anyone else that I knew prior to going to Carnegie Mellon and even inside Carnegie Mellon probably didn't experience those things unless it was in a specific class, right? But I, as not an engineer, got to do all of those things. And I draw on those skills without realizing it, without knowing it. And people are like, where'd you learn that? And I'm like, this is a very long answer that you shouldn't have asked because you're going to get this very in-depth story of this very weird sport that is very near and dear to my heart. And so it's interesting to realize what not only Buggy has grown to be, but what impact it had on all of those involved, whether at the highest of highs of leadership or being a pusher on race day only.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with both of you that, the, well, it, in, a, in the shortest way to say it, Buggy has changed all of our lives. Um, it definitely, Design Comp was, was my first chance at being a leader in Buggy. Um, and it was also my first chance to like organize people in, in a broad sense. I, I was an RA that year, but I hadn't really organized like, uh, a, an event that large. It's like, it was like running a science fair, but science fairs where like people had been doing their projects for the last four years and, and a hundred years before that. <laughs> so it's like all of this passion trying to cram it into one room and, and will you said it well before that like this is a good moment for the the collaborative nature of buggy to really shine through um because then you see people come in the room uh and talk to each other about other teams buggy so like i remember i think every single year i've i've i had pulled in friends from wherever and said hello, I'm going to show you what I've been working on and what everyone else has been working on. And I'm proud of all of us because it's awesome and weird and wacky and fun. Um, and that's just a prideful moment for I think anyone who's been involved in the event. Um, other takeaways from Buggy, i I'd definitely say just in experiencing competition in that way. And being on a team helped me grow as a person, as a leader. Um, and Buggy definitely got me my first job, probably my second job. I remember, and probably Design Comp also got me the, the first job because I, I pitched my first interview the same way that I pitched Design Comp, um, probably with more eloquent words because I practiced more. <laughs> um, don't worry, Fringe, I did not give away secrets. But, but it was basically like I, I brought in some parts and showed them on a table and showed them on the screen and played a little video of Bucky. And they had many questions about like, why, what is this, how? Um, but it, I think it went well. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's my major takeaway from Bucky. It, it was the lens that, through which that I, I experienced college and experienced most of the relationships of college, too. Awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I I think, you know, kind of all of y'all talking about, you know, just the impact. Like, every time I do this, I'm just amazed. I don't know how many episodes of Shoot the Shit we've done, but like the fact, you know, Rachel, um, who does so much behind the scenes, so shout out Rachel, if I haven't shouted out before, but like, just always just like a deluge of people who did Buggy and are willing to spend, you know, one to two hours of their night Talking about this thing they did, you know, x number of years ago in great detail. <laughs> it's like I just don't know how many other college activities people really have that depth of passion and memory and la da da. Cool, yeah, I, I think that's about really everything I wanted to cover. I guess just open it up if anything else um, y'all wanted to share.
1: Um, I would say, Dave. I think the whole job thing is really um, like notable, right? In regards to how buggy, not has only helped you get a job, right? But I'm sure it's shaped into the type of job that you want. Um, And I think maybe an antidote, like for at least my husband, so he was an architect major. And I mean, he almost, he he did not do well in school because he only worked on buggy, right? Like didn't go to class. (laughs) Um, And so, but he, after that, um, after being a mechanic for four years, He he's an he's an engineer now, and he he didn't he's like I don't want to be an architect anymore. Um, I loved buggy, and I loved being so hands on um, that that's the career path that he chose, right? Um, So he and so he and even now we've moved far away from the he he works at Lockheed, and he does hands on design and build for um the f-35 and so i've been trying to tell him to get another job just closer close by he's not home yet because you know i have my kid right so he's, he, he he works really far away um and he's just like no he's like i love being hands-on and i know it's it stemmed from that love mm. that he had for buggy and it started there so i think it does carry on into our careers
3: yeah and i think like i say this as an engineer so with a grain of salt but like there's so many skills that like anyone on the team from anywhere gain just from not only being around each other but being around the sport and all its different facets like it's for something that has arguably no practical applications it's applicable to everything
2: it really is amazing all of the things that you pick up from buggy beyond that duct tape solves all problems it's just it's pervasive and i keep finding it appearing where I like thought I had covered it all. I'm like, oh wait, and this thing. And it, it just it keeps coming up and it shapes who you are and it shapes what you want to do. And all of the things that you said, it just I cannot reiterate enough.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. Uh it, it's crazy how universal that is to people who did it, you know, in the 70s to people who did it in 2019. Um just remarkable bit of culture. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, good night, and uh, um, probably see you at a showcase this year. I guess. All right.